Welcome to Wide Unclasped. I am Chris Garcia. I haven't visited the mansion since about four or five months ago. I've driven by several times the construction of the monstrosity that is between Highway 280 and the house still going up, still annoying. The empty space that is the office building across the street that used to be the Century 22 is still empty, as far as I can tell. But the most interesting thing is that with the 100th anniversary of the death of Sarah Winchester, there have been a lot of researchers posting a lot of things they've found from various newspapers. Well, I found a piece from the Bradenton Herald in Bradenton, Florida, from the 7th of August, 1923, which was Tuesday. I want to read this, and I think you might find it interesting. To Open House of Mystery. Owner of $5 million San Jose mansion will exhibit strange home. The $5 million house of mystery built at San Jose, California by Mrs. Sarah Winchester, widow of William Wirt Winchester, multimillionaire and beneficiary of the millions of Winchester Arms Company, is to be thrown open to the world. Its 240 rooms, connected by secret panels and hidden entrances, will be shown at a price to all who apply. For a dozen years after her husband's death, Mrs. Winchester resided here in almost complete seclusion, surrounded by a few trusted Hindu servants and practicing the rites of a strange religious cult. She said the spirit of William Wirt Winchester told her to come to California and there to build a home in which she must remain secluded. So long as the clang of the hammer and the rasp of the saw was heard about this place, she would live. But when nothing was left to construct or change, she would die. Many sections were built, torn down, and rebuilt under Mrs. Winchester's personal direction, with a total disregard for expense. For two years after her death, the place stood unoccupied, then was sold at auction. Although the estimated cost was $5 million, the house, 500 feet long and half as wide, with a seven-story tower in the middle, brought only $35,000. Each suite inside is furnished in a style of a different country or period. What's fascinating about this is how many things are wrong. Now, there's an interesting couple of points in here that they do get somewhat right. <clears throat> of course, the many sections were torn down and rebuilt under Mrs. Winchester's personal direction. Absolutely true. With a total disregard for expense? Not necessarily. She actually had a frugality to her. You could do the same sort of things that she was doing. For example, she wanted to have the cupboards in one of the rooms look like bird's eye maple. She had access and cheap access at that point, to Redwood, so she had it painted to look like Bird's Eye Maple, which actually might have been cheaper than importing the Bird's Eye Maple itself. I had personally never heard that it was William Wirt Winchester's spirit himself that instructed her to do so. I always thought it was a medium, who I believe is Asa Hugh. But there's one massively glaring problem in this one. For two years after the death, the place stood unoccupied. Interesting, because the date of this the 7th of August, 1923, was less than a year after Sarah Winchester's death. Hmm? Also, it speaks about the house as having a seven-story tower in the middle, which is not true. Of course, at this point, it was down to the three stories or the four stories, the basement and the three stories above, that we sort of see it as today. The interesting note is the practicing the rites of a strange religious cult. Perhaps it is the view of spiritualism or the idea that San Jose was the center for religious cults at the time. At the time around here, you had numerous groups operating. Holy City, uh, just up, I believe, in Las Gatas. 
you had the Rosicrucians were being established. You had not only did you have Theosophists all over the Bay Area, but you also had a large number of the early form of Thelemite, Thelema, the religion that is largely attributed to Aleister Crowley, for example. But it's an interesting aspect of this that she was seen as being a member of a cult. Other things that mention her mention her interest in spiritualism as early as, I believe, 1906, maybe even 1908, somewhere in that period. But this one makes a mention specifically of a cult. Also, I really appreciate this, surrounded by a few trusted Hindu servants. I've not found a note anywhere of Hindu servants. Japanese servants, absolutely. Filipino also. But Hindu? That's a new one on me. What's very interesting about this is each suite inside is furnished in a style of a different country or period. This may be true. Just looking at the wallpapering of the different rooms, you can see that there were different aspects to every room. For example, many houses that did a more traditional decoration style would have similar flooring throughout, or would have wallpaper with only some variation in it. Now, it could be that the size of the mansion meant that there was no way you could get a uniform set of wallpaper. You know, you had the Lincrusta, of course, very famous all over the place, but of different style. And that that's an interesting issue. We don't know exactly what pieces were in the house because what this seems to indicate that the furnishings were still there, but no, they were gone. They'd already been gone for less than a year. I want to say it was in December of, 2020, of 1922, which I have found references to auctions of considerable size in the Bay Area particularly in San Francisco and in Oakland, that could have been the Winchester auction. But who knows? It definitely was not there. And I don't believe the buyers, who did supposedly pay thirty-five grand for it, I don't believe they had fully redecorated it yet. They may have. They may have decorated some portions of it. But when you compare, say, the Daisy bedroom to the bedroom that is referred to as the room she died in, which is most likely the room she died in, there are striking differences. Now, one of the parts of that is that she had abandoned the bedroom, the daisy bedroom, and boarded off that portion of the house, and it was never finished. But we can see the portions of how it was designed, and it looks very much like it was intended to be a very purely early 20th century American idea of what a nice front room would be. Whereas the uh, bedroom where she passed away has more of a sense of a Italianette style. So maybe there is something to that. There is, of course, the room that has the sort of the bamboo print looking wallpaper and such, uh, which they have played up a bit to make it look a little more uh, chinoiserie, or actually that might be japonaiserie, or whatever they call that. That's something I'd never seen mentioned before, and it's something that I would like to look more into. I don't believe... Captive of the Labyrinth, which does an excellent job of describing the house itself. Uh, I don't think it really deals with that. I want to also talk a little bit about something that that has been somewhat overlooked. It's that with the 100th anniversary here, we can definitely see that the house has had to be improved. We've seen the miles and miles of overhead sprinkler system, which if it ever went off would be an absolute disaster. It's a wooden house. So imagine impregnating all of that wood with water. Bad news. Of course, stairs that have been, that have had 
uh, rubberized things set onto them so that they are wearing a little dust. You can see a few points where obvious the repeated footprints have caused extreme wear, and they have a more limited space that people can walk in. I have to remember that for a long time, there were no tour guides. It was all self-guided. And the arrows on the floor that still exist today, at least one, very, very useful. I think we have come to a point where they've always done some repairs. Of course, painting is the big one. A couple of banisters have been fixed, including one that I've noticed on not my last visit, but the one before when I took my little JP, where it's clear that they had done some a repair because it had become uh, brittle, apparently. So there's one uh, stake that is one board. I don't know what you would call that. Um, that is clearly newer than the others. The question is, should they, you know, make it more obvious so that you know what is original and what is replacement? It's an interesting question and one that a lot of people in the restoration world talk about, but I think it comes down to one thing. Does it change your experience of the space? Having a historic house that you're walking through that is completely recreated, but on the same location, would likely have the same effect as walking through the original house, with one exception, the smell. And oh my god, the smell of the Winchester house always hits me. It's one of those, you know, a lot of times you have that scent that brings you back to a very specific place. That's mine. I know as soon as I'm in there, I can smell that I'm in the wind. I think they have done an excellent job of preservation. In the light of some pretty difficult problems, we, of course, had acid rain in the 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s. It uh, wasn't as bad in San Jose as the rest of the world, but it wasn't great for any historic home. We had an earthquake where they, I don't believe they've ever repaired that fireplace. I don't know if they should or just make sure to shore it up. I think they've done that portion to make sure it's shored up so no more uh, wiggle room with any small tumblers, but you never know. Do I think the house could last another hundred years? I do. I think the best insurance policy we have for that is the fact that it's making money. Lots of money. The new tour apparently is doing very well. I think we should be focusing on the long-term preservation of the home. What they've done to the gardens, I'm not a huge fan of. The front gardens are pretty much the same, but the side gardens in particular. The addition of the axe-throwing section. The, the shooting gallery is an interesting choice. I do wish we had the museum back, the Antique Arms Museum, and the Winchester Products Museum section in the front. I wish they had done a little more with that, but who knows? Thanks for listening to Wide Unclass. I'm Chris Garcia. We'll have another episode soon-ish. So thanks for listening.